Ours to Protect. Brought to you by Dublin's Q102. With the IBI and funded by Commission Naman with the television licence fee. Check out ourstoprotect.ie for more information. What we want to do here at Bowes is in some small way contribute to that bigger community in terms of learning how we move forward with the climate agenda. How do we take action that can help reduce our emissions footprint as a club but then how do we enable our fans to take part in the transition? Good evening, I'm Luke Delaney. That's the voice of Sean McCabe. He's the head of climate justice and sustainability with Bohemians Football Club. For years, we've seen major sporting events like the FIFA World Cup and Olympic Games have lasting effects on our world. Now, clubs are starting to step up and be accountable, none other than Dublin's very own Bows. Over the past number of years, they've put a huge emphasis on the wider good and sustainability. Sean told us about their journey to becoming as climate-friendly as possible and their work alongside some of European football's most elite clubs. What are some of the immediate steps that you guys are taking alongside the fans as well to really put more of an emphasis on combating against climate change? There's a lot going on at the minute. It's very busy. I think maybe the, the main thing to talk about right now is a project called The Spark, which we've undertaken with three local sustainable energy communities connecting Cabra to Fibsborough Climate Club and um, Cozy Batter as well as Stony Batter Pride of Place. We're working with TU Dublin, Grange Gorman Development Agency, Mount Joy Prison. The aim of that project is to basically develop a community education curricula um, where we can help members of the community who are interested to come in here and, and learn about uh, climate action, learn about retrofitting, learn about solar energy, learn about how they can maybe get access to those things. We also are developing a bike library so that kids can get access to bikes that maybe they wouldn't otherwise and and, and good quality bikes, bikes that aren't going to end up in a landfill. We've got um, a library of things which helps people to access tools and other resources that maybe they only use once a year but the community as a whole might use every day right so it's about sh- sharing in a solidarity economy and when you think of bohemians you do think of fans community everyone driven by the same goal what is the reaction being like from supporters i think initially there was amusement right but i think that sometimes um uh, dies away quicker than you you might think and 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 now a lot of people are very, very um, engaged with what we're doing. We have a pro- project running currently with the European Football for Development Network, which includes La Liga, St. Pauli, uh, Werder Bremen, Finnish Varas, FC Twente, and in, in, in their, their clubs and, and, and the football association from, from uh, Europe. And we asked, our, all of us asked our fans what they think about clubs being involved in climate action and sustainability. 80% of fans wanted to see it. And 75% not only wanted to see it happening, but wanted to be part of it. Because people come to football to be part of something bigger than themselves, right? They want to belong to something bigger than themselves. One of the big problems with the way we currently conceptualise sustainability is it's about individuals and their carbon footprints, right? It, it It's really alienating language. It was in fact invented by the fossil fuel companies to shift blame from their profiteering onto individuals so that people are suddenly panicking about plastic straws and taking shorter showers and where their toothbrush comes from rather than putting pressure on these big institutions that are causing a lot of the damage. So what we want to do is harness that mandate that we have from the fans to actually be involved with this and engage them in those activities so that we can define a real people's sustainability. That, that, that works. Or what are the steps 
that the club want to take have been taking to ensure that it's run as sustainable as possible we are a little bit constrained in some of those activities because we're re- redeveloping daily mint right so we want to see a new daily mint that, that that's um highly sustainable and, and, and where we're moving it to ideas like a biodigester so we can have no food waste at events and maybe play a role in the community in that sense too. We want to look at, you know, we'll obviously uh, look for energy efficiency insofar as possible across all of our uh, operations. But that's a little bit further down the line once the new daily mount is underway. There's not much point in me going out and refitting those uh, floodlights that you can see from here with, with LED bulbs because they wouldn't even fit the things were put up in uh, the 50s so um, but there's also an Im- important it's important to get real about the depth of the climate crisis that we're in it's not going to be solved by getting rid of single use pla- packaging you know the way you best get rid of single use packaging is you end fossil fuels they're a byproduct of fossil fuels so we need to end our dependence on fossil fuels we need to ban any future inst- examples of say liquefied natural gas you know we've, we've the LNG issues in Ireland so we need to educate people about the real root causes of the environmental crisis we face and where sustainability comes from Sean thank you so much for your time today thanks for having me out um, and I've really enjoyed speaking to you Lovely meeting you, Luke, and thanks. While clubs, teams and sports switch to more sustainable measures, one of Ireland's own are at the forefront of the movement. Hours to Protect, brought to you by Dublin's Q102. With the IBI and funded by Commission Naman with the television licence fee. Check out hourstoprotect.ie for more info.